amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. This is the Mercedes Lucky Benedict Show, coming to you live on Web Radio Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome back again to another incredible episode of the Mercedes Lucky Benedict Show. And we have, I just think we have an incredible guest. I could hardly wait to um, talk with him today or tonight. And so um, I'll tell you a little bit about him. He is an actual exorcist and not just an actual just exorcist. He is the chief exorcist of the, let's see if I can make sure I get this right, the Sacred Order of St. Michael, the Archangel. And he, his name is Archbishop Ronald File Enright. I hope I got that right. I know, I know in the worst part, but the other part I wasn't sure of. So I'm really excited to um, actually have you on, Archbishop. So how are you today, sir? Thank you so very much. I am just great, actually. I'm able to talk to you, and I'm able to uh, to remember who I am, Matt, which is excellent, I think, especially when you're my age. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just doing fine. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Well, you know, the one thing I think um, is so awesome about you is because you're so lighthearted and joyous, 
And um, I actually found out about you through a mutual friend, Reverend Bill Bean, who's also an exorcist, and he has helped my family and our property. We're in his latest book, and um, I'm just a total warrior mode person on his warrior mode uh, show and love love him dearly. So that's how we met. Uh, we met. And um, I started watching you coming on to the warrior mode and talking. And you you both had been in a really amazing event on the East, uh, East Coast. And he met a lot of amazing people during this event with all the all, with um people lots of different exorcists and people that are fighting the good fight. So that's how I met met you and can you tell um the audience just i mean you have a very special and unique life that you have created can you you know it's so hard for me just to even say anything I, if you could just like start talking and share <laughs> sure okay <laughs> i will <laughs> well first of all i've been around for a very very long time um not, you know, not the dinosaur age, but pretty close to it. Uh, I started uh, my ministry in 1976, and I was ordained into the priesthood, which is referred to as the orders. Then uh, after that, I went to my jurisdiction bishop, asked him if I could learn and study under a mentor who, uh, who practices exorcism. And so he looked at me and he kind of like said, okay, uh, <laughs> and there's not many clergy that would actually request that type of ministry. But uh, yes, we have a bishop who's an exorcist, has been for many years, and I will contact him and I'll see if, he, uh, if he'll accept you as his assistant. And I said, oh, that's wonderful. And I've been praying about this for a long time because I've experienced the supernatural early, early in life. We'll get into that later on. Uh, in 1979, I was bishop-elect. You have to be elected to the office within the church. And in 1982, I received what's referred to as a consecration as a Catholic bishop. Um, and that was in 1982. God, that was a long time ago. Um, at the end of that year, I was appointed uh, the chief exorcist for that jurisdiction. And in that time, I've always had uh, what some people might call visions, but I've always have, uh, had taken a, a supernatural take as to where my life was going to go. And I knew it was going to be in the service of God. So as I just basically uh, went along my journey and just followed exactly where I was supposed to go and where I was supposed to be, I created an organization. First, I created a concept. The concept was to have an organization that was a ministry of exorcism that would be uh, replicated throughout the country and around the world. And this, keep in mind, this is before the internet. Okay, this is going way back before anything else. And uh, so what happened was uh, I started uh, networking with other clergy in the area. And, uh, and you'd be surprised and amazed at how many 
uh, clergymen will not do anything, have nothing to do with exorcism. I mean, come on, let's face it, it's kind of silly to, to even try to go into this ministry unless you've been called. Uh, quite frankly, I've been called into this ministry, so uh, it came it came you know, as a very interesting, challenging uh, occupation. I've been doing this full time. And, um, and a lot of clergy, you know, especially traditional Catholics, they, they don't have full-time ministries. They have part-time ministries. But my full-time ministry, and I was in a parish, a Catholic parish, St. Michael's, and uh, we, uh, had, uh, we had people in three different counties. This is in Los Angeles, uh, Highland Park, Glendale, Eagle Rock. And, uh, and so we would service our parishioners in, in all these counties. And, you know, we had a number of priests and bishops who were involved in other ministries. But my ministry was exorcism and solely exorcism. My, um, my mentor passed away. Uh, and so I was given the rings in, eight, in 1982. And as a result, I've been uh, doing this ever since. That's crazy as it sounds. <laughs> wow. In yeah. Los Yes. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it's it's I know it's crazy. It's, it's almost as crazy as living in Arizona. <laughs> but not quite. <laughs> <laughs> uh we, we do have uh, a lot of crazy people out here. A lot of them have psycho a lot of them are demonically oppressed and uh we had quite a few people out here, uh very famous people. You know, uh, like the Night Stalker, which I'm sure you've heard of uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah. And so as a result, you know, we have a lot of crazy people that come out of California. I'm originally from New York. I was born in Brooklyn, New York. And I've been out here in the sunny state of California for the past 45 years. Oh, gosh, I can't believe how time flies. But it sure does. If you don't pay attention... <laughs> when you look in the mirror the following morning, you're going to see all this white hair come out. You know, and it's so funny, you know, I mean, for me, I, I can actually see some of my hair uh, falling out on the top of my head and new hair growing in from my ears. And I'm going, what the heck is this? The hair is growing all in the wrong places. But yeah, I mean, you know, as you get a certain age, you, you start losing some hair and then gaining some hair in other places. Really weird. <laughs> well, yeah. how did you get? So, like, did you start off like in New York and then go to California, or did how did that work? Did I miss that part? <laughs> um, <laughs> I was actually in my uh, uh, early twenties when I arrived in California, okay. and uh, and then. Uh, I uh, was raised as a Roman Catholic. I received communion and confirmation. The whole I went through the Catholic system. Uh, came up here, uh, met a, a bishop who um, who uh, knew of my track record. I had track record. You can believe that. Um, as a result, uh, I received the seminary training. I also went to uh, on-the-job training, if you will, with my mentor, who was an exorcist, a much older man. A uh, very wonderful, wonderful person. And it's amazing. You know, people who are really dedicated, especially when it comes to God's work, you can just see the brightness, the glow from them. You know, they just, 
light up the room. And uh, and that's uh, the kind of person he was. I, I hope that, uh, that God had allowed me to take just a tiny bit of his life so I could shine as a legacy for him and for God. And that's what I did. I've dedicated my life to helping people. I've dedicated my life to being halfway uh, totally out of mind, go to places that no one would ever even dream of going. I've uh, serviced the Skid Row Hotels in downtown Los Angeles. The owners and managers of these hotels would contact my organization and I would uh, get in touch with them. And I would have an assessment done on their premises. Now these hotels are Skid Row and and these are, these are dwellings where, where people who are uh, at the end of their rope in terms of society, they are either uh, uh, have mental conditions or they're drug addicts, they're, uh, or they're just people that are, are lost between here and there and just waiting to die. You see a lot of these people sitting on curbs uh, in public streets, and they're just sitting there all day, all night, waiting for the angel of death to arrive so they can be taken away from their misery in this environment. Unfortunately, there are people who fall in that category. And that's where the darkness comes in. The world that we live in is very dark. And as a result, there's only a tiny bit of light that shines. And those are the people who follow our Lord Jesus Christ. And they take it on the persona, if you will, of his teachings. So we do this, try to do this unselfishly, so we could be more effective in the ministry that we've been called to do. That makes any sense. And um, so as a result, uh, at a very early age, about 11 years old, I had a supernatural event that occurred in my life. I was 11 years old. A young, tender little guy, okay? Uh, I was in the bathroom taking a shower. And uh, and all of a sudden, a bright white blast of light came through the window, through the bathroom window. It illuminated the entire room. It was so bright. I had to shut my eyes because it was that bright. And as I shut my eyes, I saw myself in the future, many, many years, wearing uh, a clergy shirt, uh, serving in the church in some capacity. And I saw myself much older. And as a result, that, as far as I'm concerned, was a divine vision. As soon as I opened my eyes, I saw the smoke, steam, whatever you want to call it, a cloud just simply dissipate and, and, and went straight back into the window. And at that point, I knew, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that I have just experienced my first interesting supernatural event. Ever since then, my life uh, and my perspective has, has changed drastically. I mean, my hmm. gosh. Yes. So here I am, um, 70 years old, and thanking God for every year that he's given me, and thanking God for all the people that I've come across, all the people that I know, all the clergy I know. You mentioned Reverend Bill Bean. He's a wonderful man. Um, again, self-sacrificing, and I can't talk highly enough about him because uh, I, I just love this brother. There are so many people... Uh, that are just like him out there. And they're the ones that walk around with this little light that seems to shine from them. That little light is a light of hope. That light of hope uh, can be seen 
uh, wherever they go. And anyone who is taken in with that light will also experience what we refer to as the abundant life that God's promised. It's a wonderful experience, but you have to be open-minded. You have to be uh, acknowledge the, the fact that we do live in a world where good versus evil is a real scenario, very real. And as a result, we have to make sure that we pick the right side. <laughs> yeah, if not, you know, it could be uh, very devastating. I like to think that uh, that we all have an opportunity to understand the love of God. And through that, we're able to follow in the steps of our Savior. I think that very much that people talk about the light. And the light is wonderful. It's loving. It's warm. It's, it's inviting. It's something you want in your life. Unfortunately, our enemy, Satan, the devil, he knows exactly what you're all about. He knows about the light. He knows about the warmth of that light. And he will try to save you by disguising himself as that light. And if you're taken in by that artificial uh, fake uh, illumination that he has uh, created to get your attention off the true light, then you could be misled. You could be uh, you could enter into uh, what we refer to as uh, demonic oppression, where the darkness will put a seed in your mind, deep deep in your subconscious, and you wouldn't even know it. Your negative behavior will start manifesting. <laughs> what you will see and experience you would think is a natural phenomenon. You would think it's part of the natural uh, course of life. Even your negative uh, behavior, such as uh, uh, such as mutilating yourself, um, such as tearing yourself down, uh, allowing yourself to be taken in with drugs and other substances that alters your perception of reality and makes it more pleasurable to be in limbo, where Nothing is happening except the decomposing of your very inner being, and it sounds horrible. It is, um, and I, I wish um, I wish the world would hear what we're saying and talking about now, because I like to think that every word that we utter is not only uh, worthy of repeating, but it's also worthy to look into and to investigate. Evil is all around us. I mean. You know, you can't go anywhere without seeing the darkness, but there is light and that light is hope. And we have to come to the realization that that light should be part of our very existence. And when it is, then some of that darkness that's around us start dissipating slowly. And as you continue to go on your journey, uh, you will do it with a smile and know that you have a warm heart not only for people you love, but for everyone you come in touch with. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take over your show. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, this is, this is, this is why I like the show because I like to be able to listen to what you're saying and share what. You're so, um, gosh, there's so many questions. When you started this, you know, journey and. You know, I I'm I am sure that it was very difficult and still is difficult, um, you know, to deal with uh, the Los Angeles area. I know in that area, I'm sure. Uh, how can uh, you have a new book out? 
And so oh, that, yes. yeah, so this book uh, is, you know, I, I have to buy, I haven't bought it yet, but I will. And it is, um, is, is it the diabolical nightmares of real cases of demonic possession told by the exorcist? Yes, is that's that the newest? It. Yeah, so that's the newest one. Because <laughs> yeah, I know we have another one, right? Is there another yes. one? Okay, yes, like... uh, the Exorcist Secret Journal. Okay. And, uh, okay, and that's also on, 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 on Amazon. However, I do recommend Diabolical Nightmares. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Uh, this book will make you more aware of what could be around you, and it will scare the daylights out of you. I recommend if you buy this book, make sure you're in a dark room. Just have the candles lit, and just the illumination of the candle. Have about four or five candles around you, and read the book in the dark, and allow your imagination to go. And you will, and you will come with me on my little journey talk about all these various cases, even about dolls that have been manufactured that are possessed by demonic evil. I mean, there's all kinds of really interesting stories. I changed the names to protect the innocent. I believe in confidentiality. A lot of people would not want uh, this information out, especially if it ties to them. So I, I, I respect them, and as a result, they trust me. So I uh, I'm able to uh, put the, these stories together, and through the grace of God, uh, I'm able to articulate it in, in the written form. And um, and so I'm thankful that I that I could share that. Um, I have to tell you, Los Angeles is just a little base. My my whole attention is around the world. We have members in 24 countries. I have members in the Philippines, in the UK. I have members. In uh, South America, I have members in Canada. Uh, I mean, we're all over the place. And so I'm constantly communicating with them. When they have a case that comes in, then they will send an assessment team out, out to do the first contact interview. And they will collect as much evidence as possible showing a real case of manifestations of, of some type of, of demonic influence or just some type of haunting. Once we have that information, and if it's a possession case, uh, a possible uh, demonic uh, possession case, we ask the victim for a psychological report and a, uh, a report in regards to their health. Because there are a lot of things that could mimic demonic possession. 
And we don't want to be misled or be confused or, or not be sure as to whether or not we're dealing with a genuine case. Most cases, after our assessment, uh, I come down to the conclusion that majority of them can be explained. Uh, the ones that can't be explained, those are what I call spooky ones. <laughs> uh, sorry about the left. <laughs> I just have the left. Uh, um, they're, they're spooky because they're anything that, that that we consider scary would be a uh, uh, majority of people that consider things that are scary are are issues that they don't really understand or have never experienced. So as a result, it's uncomfortable. It, it's untested territory. So they they don't know how to receive it, accept it within their own minds. And so as a result, it gets very frightening to some people. Maybe that's the reason why we have a lot of clergy that will stay away from the ministry of exorcism, because this is actually a specialty. Now, all the other ministries that uh, that are out there, prison ministries, hospital ministries, parishes, everything, all those are important. But what is also essential is addressing the darkness. And unfortunately, um, you won't hear uh, anyone really preach about the darkness. They'll give you all the, the wonderful things that you will find in the scriptures, but they won't, for some reason, they, they just go right to the point uh, of, of people who are actually demonically possessed and Christ delivered them. And and as a result, miracles just kept coming and they're, they're all in regards to the two coexisting elements that are in our world today. And that is good versus evil. And it will always exist to the end of time. Yeah. Um, so can you, that's like, this is like amazing. So yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, so we bear, we touched on this, but you actually took your um, work to a different level, like you were just saying, and what, it, what was it that when and what was it that changed in your direction to where you wanted to create this huge network for exorcists? It was a. Uh, it was what I'd call one of my uh, divine inspirations. Uh, um, God has given us so many gifts, and one of the gifts uh, that He has given us is servant. One of the other gifts He gives us is uh, to be intuitive and to be servant, and to understand life. Understand if you're in a person in my position, you have to understand every side of existence. If you ever notice the even the trees, and you you live in Arizona, you know, you have cactuses and stuff, you know. We have trees. You have trees. Okay, well, even trees. Okay, if you look at them, you will see that they all have their arms straight up in the air. Their branches are always facing the heavens. Uh, this tells me that even the the trees and, and the leaves and, and, the, and the flowers and the grass, they all sprout up to the heavens. This is their way, in a natural sense, of understanding, recognizing, and even praising God, because God has given them life. God has given everything life. Uh, and as a result, even our pets, our pets are blessed, uh, because they have this uh, this interesting filter that uh, filters uh, the, all the, the darkness in the world. Pets are so loving, and, and unconditionally, they will cling to 
their owner, and they will cling to uh, the the family that adopts it. And and you could see, you could see the the wonderful quality of of what love is all about. You see it through the eyes of your of your dogs, cats, horses, uh, whatever. You could see that they look at you and they say, ah, a family member, and they become part of your family. And you start caring and loving them such. And that's the kind of love I'm talking about. Um, world doesn't have enough. And we really need desperate. So and uh, one thing I have enjoyed talking to you about is the fact that you're actually a person that uh, is not one to shun a person with uh, gifts, like gifts of spirit, gifts of being able to be intuitive. You know, there's a lot of people that say that's not good or that, you know, can you talk a little bit about why you are not that way? Why do you believe the opposite? I believe that every individual has their own perception as to how they perceive things in life. Um, Sometimes it has a lot to do with their upbringing, your family, uh, how they oriented uh, you in terms of of growing and shaping uh, you into the person you are. Sometimes it's just the, the element around you that makes you that unique person. Um, to me, I've come to the conclusion that regardless of what people believe, if we stick and keep it simple and stick to the truth, the truth of the matter is that God has given us that there are, even in the Catholic Church, there are Catholic mystics, I don't know if you know this, but, uh, there are there are, are people in within our organization uh, that have gifts. And it's all covered in scripture, by the way. The gifts of the spirit are covered in scripture. Um, in my organization, we have people that are very extremely intuitive. I am myself because I've allowed myself to develop these gifts through the power of God. And when you do that, that's wonderful. But there are people out there who will develop uh, their gifts, if you will, and uh, and it would come from the other side, uh, from a dark source. If that happens, then it's counter, you know, it's it, it's it counteracts everything that you're trying to do in the light. There are people that are involved in darkness. There are people that worship the darkness. There are people that actually receive power from the darkness, and by doing that, they give up a certain percentage of themselves to the darkness, which sometimes cannot be retrieved once it's given away. However, there are people that are somewhere in the middle who are either have uh, different types of darkness in their lives. Maybe it could be a generational curse that was put up upon one of their ancestors and carried down from generation to generation. Uh, regardless of, of, of what your perspective is, even, us, even the the, the uh, skeptics have to acknowledge the fact that there are things that, that can't be explained. But when it comes to the darkness, you have to acknowledge it because it's all around you. you look what's happening on the other side of the world. Oh my gosh, all those people being uh, uh, murdered and babies being decapitated and out of our hearing, going, oh my gosh. And God, you know, God protect us because that could very well become uh, part of our uh, part of the world. And if that ever happens, my gosh, God help our country. But the point I'm trying to make is that darkness is here and it's probably here to stay until the end of time. 
And as it is, we have to deal with it as we can uh, and cling to the light as much as possible. I have people who are investigators who are demonic uh, uh, assessment investigators who are intuitive, who uh, not only use their uh, abilities, but they're also they're able to uh, use it and, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, they're able to get a clear reading as to what's going on. And their information is, is shared to our clergy and our clergy share that information with me. And that becomes all part of my final assessment in regards to whether or not we're dealing with a genuine case of demonic issues. Okay, and so these people that are gifted are extremely important. They're part of our society. They've always been part of the Christian belief and there are some denominations uh, who are Christian who will tell you that it's it's coming from the devil. But if you read the scripture, the gifts of the spirit is mentioned in the New Testament. And you have um, uh, people who de dedicate their lives. Um, there are people that suffer because of their beliefs. They suffer to a point where they where they uh, they give their lives for what they truly believe in. And maybe... Uh, for other people and, and bless their hearts. But there are people, and, and, and you ever heard of, I'm going to mention a couple of conditions, okay, like uh, stigmata. Have you ever heard of the, the term stigmata? Yeah. Yes, okay. Uh, there are people, real people, who actually have the markings of Christ. That is, they either bleed from the palms or wrists of their arms, they will show uh, markings of the crown around their head. Uh, some will bleed from their feet, their insteps, and they will actually go through this period. Uh, some people have it on a daily basis. Um, there have been, even St. Francis, as it's been said, St. Francis had stigmata. And St. Francis, you would see him with his hands wrapped all the time because he would constantly be bleeding. Now, where does this come from? It doesn't come from the darkness. It comes from your level of belief. You believe in everything uh, that is true and real about Christ and his crucifixion and his suffering and his sacrifice, and you become part of that whole scenario. You will actually start mimicking the signs of, of being crucified. Um, there are most people that have stigmata may only have maybe two uh, of the of the afflictions that Christ had, some have maybe three, um, and and people like uh, noted people, uh, Padre Pio, for example, he has stigmata, and uh, and that's a known fact, and he always had his hands covered because the blood would be uh, would be uh, just uh, running down his wrist, and so we had to keep his hands bandaged uh, all the way up to his wrist, and wow. uh, and that. That was all part of, again, your level of belief will put you wherever you want to be placed. If you have enough faith, and even if it's in, if you have enough faith, even in the darkness, you, you, you'll find yourself with, with all kinds of negative things happening. Your energy would be always negative. The people you meet will always, um, they'll be like uh, vampires. They'll suck up all the good energy, the healthy energy you have. They'll suck it right out of you just by talking to you. And, and if they touch you physically, uh, you might even feel the drain. 
that is a drain of your energy. This sounds like nonsense to a lot of people. Okay? And a lot of people that are very skeptical. Well, that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their own belief system. I believe that to be so. And as a result, there are like so many different denominations, uh, some Christians, some pagans, some other uh, various uh, religions. And as a result, you know, uh, we all have a different approach and a different take and a different perception. Uh, and we all want to say that our denomination is, is the true denomination. We're in the, you know, we're the, the greatest and the best and, and ever. But the reality is that nobody really knows, except if you follow the scriptures and if you follow the documentation that was preserved for over a couple thousand years, if you follow, even if the scripture is not uh, what you might believe uh, accurate and, and, uh, and, and to the T, well, even if you believe that, you still have to come to the acknowledgement that this was preserved for over 2,000 years. It's been the bestseller, okay, in for hundreds of years. And interesting enough, we live in a world that's that we acknowledge science. We acknowledge the science and how things work. We understand that one plus one equals two. Or does it? The point I'm trying to make is that there is a science. There's a formula that actually goes with just about everything. Well, interesting enough, I heard this story from Billy Graham, of all people. He uh, we went behind a pulpit and he started preaching about a true, true story about an individual who was an atheist. And this atheist was a scientist. He was a scientist and, uh, and therefore he didn't believe in God. He only believed in what you could see, feel, and explain. And if the experiment can be duplicated, uh, then it's valid. You know, and it's he only believed in the natural. So as a result, he completely refused to believe that the Bible was inspired by God. He says that's impossible. And his his reason is that if you, for example, you take two people, two people are in a room, and you see um, an object on a table, and you ask those two people to write down exactly what they see. You will see that each person has a different writing style. Everyone expresses themselves differently. The way you express yourself can be actually seen in the written word. But as a result, his reasoning is, if this is true, if, if the Bible is the inspirational word of God, then there should only be one writing style that would show that it was inspired. Now, we happen to know that the, uh, the, the scriptures were put together uh, over a period of about, some people say, 1,500 to 2,500 years. So, uh, and so from, you know, from 1,500 to 2,500 years. Unbelievable. And that's when all these books were put together and, and all grouped into one. And as a result, you know, um, um, he was stating that it would be impossible and it would show that the scriptures were written in one form, one expression, one person. And that would be impossible. That's the person who's going to live 1,500 years or 2,500. Anyway, um, so he decided to convert the alphabetical system into a numerical system. 
And this was in the uh, in the 50s, probably the late 50s. Right then and there, we had computers that were like as big as uh, as big as the room that 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 we're in. You know, they were so huge, but they had computers. And he he was uh, he had a hypothesis that he could program his computer with every number that represents a letter that can be found in the scriptures. He could program that into his computer. And if the theory is correct, it will prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that it was not. It was not divinely inspired. So he put all his calculations into his computer and he actually met and he ran the first, first series of tests. And uh, he said he just wouldn't accept it. He saw it in again a second time. And he still said it was a, you know, inconclusive. And so he did it a third time. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And he realized that everything he said was incorrect because the writing style was the expression. It showed beyond a shadow of doubt, and he tested it three times. He ran the, the, the calculations three times. It showed that it was only one expression, that he was only one person actually written every single word in the scriptures. Thousands, thousands, thousands of words. They all they all represented and uh, the the actual writing style of one person. And of wow, course, that's amazing. And, and of course, of course, this scientist who was an atheist, he was instantly changed his whole perspective in regards to being an atheist, and said, "My gosh, I have been misled because of science." Uh, and even to this day, there are lots of scientists who are Christians. There are a lot of scientists who are Christians. There are a lot of scientists that know that there's more out there that can't be explained. Even the, the balance of all the planets in the universe, they're perfectly in perfect position. It's an impossibility. The moon should be where it's at in terms of location. And, and things in this nature are, are it just don't make any sense. At least you can't you can't truly comprehend it, at least in, in the natural mind. So that's where your faith and your belief system comes in. So you brought your your belief system and understand that anything and everything is possible. When it comes to the light, you can't deny that it exists. We know the darkness is all around us, but there is light. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing. Maybe you could, could you possibly share that on a Facebook or I, on your special page on Facebook, I just joined that. It's a group. Maybe you could share that information and I could share it. I'm, I'm, I think that's pretty amazing. You know, um, 
I, we watched, or I watched a movie, an old movie called Chariots of the Gods the other night. Yes, yes. Really weird music. I remember when I, I remember <laughs> it, but I hadn't watched it in forever. And one thing that I was shocked to see how many of the same uh, different countries all over the world, and this was in the 70s, I think, when they made that movie, I think 70s, maybe 60s. I need to check on that. But it it was uh, all of the different things. They, they brought the Bible. They just, but they brought like, even like in Iran or different places, right. um, you know, they have had libraries with, you know, yes. books and I mean, they were like, just like pages and pages, like in a whole warehouse of their type, almost like their Bible in different countries. And it was very interesting because a lot of them had the same, uh, they were talking about UFOs, but in the Bible, when Bill Bean does talk about this, how, um, you know the the lights would come and the 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 it was almost like a UFO like a like a spaceship uh, uh-huh. going up and now so that's in the those are those are in all these texts from all over the different you know world how yes. how do you I do you, I mean is this I mean is it almost like God or Jesus is represented possibly in other religions, but we just couldn't all be the same. Like there, I mean, the Bible wasn't over there in Africa at the time or wherever. How, how do we, how do you feel about all of that? Well, I, I have an interesting take on it. I call it my very unique hypothesis about UFOs and all the things that we are seeing, all the things we're seeing are real. There are UFOs. You can't deny that. I mean, we even have some of our military that actually taken uh, and tracked on radar. You know, these are real objects that are flying and they're super fast and they seem to disappear in just a flash. They're so fast. They're beyond uh, our understanding, at least for this time. But let me tell you what my feelings are in regards to UFOs and to ETs for that matter what they are, where they come from. They come from another time. They come from the future. They are, uh, believe it or not, they are people who are in our society that are in the future. They are, they have, are the future uh, us that are like thousands of, of years uh, beyond us. And as a result, what they have done is they have created some type of craft. Some people would call it a time machine. And they would go into time, into their past, which would be our present. And they would do that just to study us and maybe try to help us in terms of, uh, of, of changing what could happen in the future. Maybe you know our society in the present we did something that would create uh, all kinds of horrible things in the future. Maybe we we uh, we we destroyed ourselves, which means that the future would not even exist. So maybe they're coming back in our time to help pre- prevent us from destroying mankind, destroying ourselves. If you think about it, okay, and really think about it, uh, time is uh, time is just 
what it is. It's not, uh, a lot of theorists say that time doesn't exist. Uh, the past, the present, and the future is all one, okay? And in accordance, we are witnessing and experiencing life as it is. However, there are so many theories in, in that regard, but I truly believe that the things we see are time machines from a different, perhaps, time or dimension. And they're coming into our present to try to change something. If you if you read anything about the cow mutilations, you know, and they see the, in the Midwest, they have cattle mutilation all the time. Well, they their organs are removed surgically and with a laser. And, uh, and in some cases, their entire blood is drained. Now, this could be done, uh, and perhaps maybe they're experimenting with creatures that are living in our time. And, and maybe they're trying to understand the DNA structure of these animals and maybe uh, uh, some virus uh, in the future had, had become part of their reality. And as a result, they're trying to, they're trying to, to remedy it by, by going and going flying back in the past, which is our present. And, and I mean, to me, it makes sense. I mean, that, it sounds way out there. I mean, and then I have another hypothesis. <laughs> yeah, see, see, I could do this. I'm retired. <laughs> I could think about these things all day. Uh, <laughs> okay, I have another another interesting theory. Okay, and that is that everything you see, the UFOs, even the encounters, uh, things of this nature, they may not be aliens, and they may not even be us in the future coming back and coming. What they could be are delusions. Uh, they could be uh, false images that are being created by the darkness. Uh, the darkness has lots of power and they could create things and they could make us draw our attention to something else. Instead of to the good things in life, they could draw our attention to something else and distract us. If that be the case, then all these things that we're experiencing is all part of it. Interesting. I, I remember seeing, uh, even in, a, in the pyramids, you know, they have these images of uh, these creatures, you know, and they look very reptilian, you know. And uh, yeah. it's interesting that uh, I could tell you firsthand uh, in my lifetime, so God be my witness, I have seen demons and I've seen them look like reptilians. They have a gray tone to their flesh, and they have long, long faces. And it's interesting, it sounds corny, but they, they all appear to be in black hoods and, uh, and very real. Some of them are actually transparent. I've seen them in, in, in 3D uh, perspective, and, uh, uh, and it's interesting. Uh, they're all around us. They exist in our space. They're just a little bit off in terms of, of, of interacting with us, even though it does happen when we invite them into our lives. If we invite uh, darkness into our space, then our whole, our whole life could be disrupted as a result. And as a result, we could either, uh, in fact, it, it's, it's an interesting fact. You know, there's quite a few people that are in mental institutions now that claim that they have been manipulated by the doctors. They've been manipulated by demons. Um, and as a result, you know, um, you have to acknowledge the fact that uh, there is a real possibility that 
these people uh, have been uh, touched by evil. And that happens in terms of demons, demonic. And it's very uh, frightening, but it's very real. It would be a disservice for me not to say these things. I mean, the right. language, you know, it, well, you know, yeah. Well, um, so that was uh, what I found. You know, I, I'm so glad I did watch the show the other day because uh, there was a there's a whole civilization mentioned. I can't remember where I'll have to find out, but it's in there. A whole civilization, and there are all of the. I mean, it's it's huge. It's like the whole city's still there. They 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 were walking around it in the 70s. It was this huge civilization city. And all of them, the man or the uh, was a reptilian, and so all the statues in the civilization were based for this man, and he was like a good. I mean, he was like a good person apparently, and it was. Um, but and then he kind of came, and then he after a while, and when he said his work was done, like he, he disappeared. So that's the lore of this civilization. But it's all written. I mean, they had it all documented. They all the sculptures and statues are reptilian, uh, also with wings, I believe. And so I was like, wow, because like you know. Pe- People are really not allowed to see a lot of this or, you know, even myself who studies all of this and watches everything and, you know, gets as much information as possible. I didn't even know that. So I I would say everyone probably should go and look at this old documentary because it was all very factual. I mean, some of it wasn't, I think, like at the beginning when I was a kid, I remember thinking those were real natives. But now I realize, you know, they probably were, but, you know, that was all filmed. When I saw it through a child's eyes, I thought of them as, oh, wow, they just flew down and that was the real natives and all. But, you know, now I realize that wasn't. But other than that, it seemed to be quite um, a real journey. And so one of the things that they had was flying over, I mean, all of these symbols on the land, like way up high. Like these symbols are imprinted in the land. So I believe you're right. I believe that there are several, we are working through different portals and dimensions through time. A lot of my work, I mean, I've been catapulted through my work, which I didn't plan on. I just was in these three, like I almost died three times back to back. And so I was given these abilities through God and as gifts, but like there'll be times all of a sudden I'm, I'm just catapulted into a different place, a different time working on the person I'm working on. And I am witnessing not of this time period, but it's like I could go over what I saw and write it down and draw it. So, I mean, I believe that definitely since I've started doing that, that we can cross through different, um, different places. So I, I love that you're able to actually express this to people, Bishop. Um, thank you so much, you know, for, for being so open and sharing just more than, you know, what people might expect you to do. Well, you know, when sometimes you come to a certain age where you just don't care what other people think, as long as you know that you're walking in light and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Uh, that's all you need to know. And one other thing, as a closing note, uh, people that have had uh, near-death experiences, and they come back, they are, and this has been proven, okay, they have gifts that they didn't have before passing. And something happened. They are touched somewhere 
somehow on the other side, and when they come back, they're more perceptive. They can see more things. They can understand more things than, than they did you know, in, in their previous existence. Now, you went back and forth three times. So as a result, at least somewhere, maybe all three times, you were touched by the other side coming back, uh, which, again, you know, that's debatable with regards to whether it's your choice or it's not time. Uh, whatever the case is, you came back and you have uh, perception or you're, under, you're able to understand things that most people would not even see. And, and so that's a real one. Should embrace that, and uh, and uh, you know, and I get some criticisms from my from my colleagues sometimes because I I talk so openly about this, but this is the only way I can express myself in truth, and uh, and you know, it's true. The older you get, uh, in most cases, the wiser you become, because you see things from a different perspective, from a vintage perspective, and uh, and that's what I see. I see. Uh, so many gifted people, and if, and if they receive their gifts from the light, then who is who am I or anyone else to say that it's that it's wrong? I I thank you because there's a lot of people that do, and and you know I even stopped doing. To be honest with you, when I after we went through with what happened with Bill, and I I went into like completely studying about Jesus and the Bible and and what had I what I had to completely alter everything but it took I stayed away from any of this work for a solid maybe over a year I didn't help people because I thought I might be doing something wrong or I might hurt my family or I might bring something back in to my family and you know even even this phone call with you I made sure I did prayers for all of us you know because we we don't want anything coming in that could slip in the airwaves <laughs> so yeah so it's a very big important issue for me and I feel like a meeting you has helped me to feel even stronger with my abilities my and understands others like me is very important I have a question did have you ever you've heard did you know or hear of um air air of uh, uh Derek Prince the, the yeah. that he was Derek Prince he he had like a 40 year ministry too and he talked about the gifts of spirit he did deliverances did you ever hear about him I don't think I have he's awesome he's amazing he, he's this wonderful well-spoken gentleman and i found him right after bill bean like the week after i heard about bill bean this Derek prince showed up like for me to to research and lots of prayer and fasting and he he helped a lot of people he's amazing so but he did exorcisms wonderful. he did deliverances and he was a good person. So that was, um, that was neat. Can you tell us a little bit about your brand new podcast that you're creating? <laughs> you know, this was a, a spirit of the book thing. I, I do about four to six interviews a month. People invite me on their show. I we talk about all kinds of things, uh, everything from, from spirits, demons, angels, to uh, supernatural practices, to UFOs, to all kinds of stuff. So I, I'm kind of well versed in just about everything I've heard. Uh, <laughs> but so so they invite me on their shows, uh, podcasts, and radio shows. 
And uh, and then it was only today, believe it or not, today I had a kind of an inspiration. So I didn't, I've never hosted a podcast. I wonder what would happen if I did. And if I invited some people in the medical and psychological community who can support the claims of demonic possession and other supernatural things. And then I thought about uh, all the clergy. I have students who are clergy members of my organization that are around the world. Uh, I could ask them to come in uh, from different countries. I definitely glad, uh, you know, my bishop have been, uh, well, he's, well, he's been, you know, with me for years. Uh, I've slept in Canada. Uh, I, I, have, I have bishops and priests all over the place. And I will ask them to come on. We'll talk about real cases. We'll talk about things that people should be aware. And, uh, and I think that would be a good thing. So all this happened this afternoon. I thought about it and I said, okay, well, uh, let me see if I could do this. Now, I'm not fully... Uh, Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Well-rounded uh, in terms of knowledge in regards to uh, to, to computer and, and cyberspace, some of the technology. But I, for some weird reason, I do manage to get from point A to point B, and it may take me two more minutes to me, but I get there. Um, so I finally <laughs> figured it out how to do a podcast, and uh, trial and error. I'm not kidding you <laughs> many times, but it's the persistent. That counts. If you don't give up and you persist, well, I just think that it might be a new platform for me to, to oh, I think, other clergy, you know, to come in and yeah. talk about it. Oh, I love this idea. I think this is a very well um, needed thing because when I was reaching out, uh, like I think I told you a couple of weeks ago, there was nothing. And when I was like to the point where we need an exorcist or something, there was no one that would help me. And plus it was during the pandemic, but, or pre pan no, it was during the pandemic. And so that even made it worse, but I did not there. I did not know about your organization. And so I am very happy to share your organization because it's like, if somebody needs help in my little area here in Marana, which is a located very close to you know the tucson but um you know or you know anywhere where you're at alabama where our producers at you know all over and other countries too your organization can help help somebody by giving them a proper person that knows what they're doing absolutely right i uh i have to tell you this i'm, I'm semi-retired at least i say i am but i have people <laughs> requesting help almost on a daily basis. And since I'm semi-retired, I reach out to all my members and I give them, I share their case information. And if they're in the area, in the city or in the country, they contact them directly. And so I thought about it about uh, last year, I thought about it saying, I'm putting a lot of hours into this and I, I, I can probably utilize my time in other areas. So I thought about creating the first ever international referral directory 
where a person who has issues can look at our directory and where they'll have the name, the picture of the priest, bishop, uh, investigator, uh, physician. They can see the person, they can see their name, they can see their email address, they can even see their phone number is listed and the state location. So if you go to my website, www.orderofexorcist.com and scroll all the way down, main page all the way down, you will see all the members I have in place in different parts of the world and also in our country, which they can contact. If they have a problem, they don't even have to go through, they can go directly to them. So I have all these people that are affiliate members who are on my website, and I created the very first ever international directory for people that have demonic issues. And so now it's out there. <laughs> wow, this, you're just amazing. I feel so honored that you're actually on here talking about this. And, and that you've done this. I mean, like, that's what I mean. You're no ordinary man here. You are definitely a man that had a mission and you went, you do your mission. I mean, I love that. I love that, what you're well, doing. Let, let me tell you, I, I'm really not that special. I'm just- Yes, person. you are. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and, and I, I'm just uh, happy that uh, that I could, you know, be used by God, and that's the uh, and that's the only thing I could say. Uh, but thank God, I I'm able to wake up in the morning and, and still remember who I am, where I'm at, <laughs> and I can be seen by other people, and I can talk, and uh, that's great. And so I, I'm so blessed. <laughs> and and you know what's so what uh, I'm I bet you I wonder if anybody if whoever's listening they're probably wondering one last question. Have you yourself had to, because you have to deal with so much, you probably have learned like I have, like, but even that, you know, I learned how to protect myself and do the prayers and everything. But what do you do to keep yourself safe? Because I know you've probably been, I know you have been under attack in different ways. So what would you recommend that you've done for yourself to others? What I do before I get on my computer I say a prayer of protection. And that would be the St. Michael's Prayer. I don't know okay. if you're with it. But uh, the St. Michael's Prayer is a very interesting and it, it, it was created uh, way back um, and uh, uh, hundreds of years ago. Uh, and, and this Pope uh, had a vision. So uh, he heard voices behind the altar and then he realized he was listening to a conversation and it was with the devil and with our Lord Jesus Christ. And these were voices going back and forth. And the dark voice, the demonic voice, the demon or, the, or Satan, if you will, he said, well, I will take down your church in 75 to 100 years. I will destroy your church. And our Lord Jesus Christ said, okay, I give you permission to try. And as a result, that's the power of, of what we have in terms of, of, of our belief and, and, and the power of God, it is strong. Um, and anyway, this is Pope Leo. Uh, Pope Leo the Eighth. He uh, he actually wrote the Saint Michael prayer after that experience. And it's and it sounds like this. This is how how the words are. It says, Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be yeah. our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. 
May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, rest in hell, Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruins of soul. Amen. And that prayer I say every time before I mm. go on my computer because of all the dark elements that come out of the computer, which I have so many stories of that, which I uh, won't say that for another time. But I will tell you one thing, and one thing uh, which is extremely important. You can always pray, have a relationship with our creator, and understand and acknowledge the fact that there is darkness, and there, but there is also light. And it's our choice as to where we do, what we follow, and what side we're on. And if you do that and continue to do that for the rest of your life, you'll be fine. In uh, 2013, I'll make it super quick. In 2013, I did an exorcism and I almost lost my life. Uh, in the middle of the exorcism, I felt a two by four beam uh, being struck to my left side. I keeled over as I was saying the prayers. I keeled over. I was out of breath. Um, I was able to muster up enough energy and strength to complete the ritual and was successful. As I walked away from the house, I was transported to my home. And there I contacted my family physician because I could hardly breathe. I was, uh, shortness of breath was terrible. And uh, he, uh, he he examined me the following day and then said, you need to go to the emergency room, which I did. And they found a two-liter stack of blood that was wrapped around my heart, which prevented my lungs from expanding and, and prevented me from breathing. I could have died. Um, I had three procedures, three operations while I was there. I was in the hospital, San Antonio, uh, Upland Hospital, California. I was there for 30 days in the wow. hospital as a result of a direct attack from a demonic entity. So, yeah, all these things, as I say, are real, part of our reality. And I almost lost my life several times, but that was the, I think, the following year I, I decided you know, mm. after after forty, after forty five years, forty six years of the ministry, you know, I guess it's. But uh, I still, I, I still am available, you know, and and I I mentor uh, bishops uh, across the country in regards to their ministry of exorcism, and uh, and I also have an online course for uh, clergy and lead uh, investigators who may want to further their in. Uh, input their knowledge in regards to how to profile the demonic. And so I created a course that, that uh, a clergyman could actually, or, or lead investor could actually go online. And, and uh, yeah. So anyway, I, I'm, wow. still, I'm still busy, but I have retired. <laughs> yeah. So Somewhere. people listening, he has created all of these things, courses um, to help him, you know, just to help us to be better at dealing with the things that are occurring that sometimes occur to people like myself. And one thing I always try to say to people now is because people think like, well, you know, um, there is no Jesus, there's no Bible and things like that. And, or that doesn't work. That doesn't, that's not real, but talk, tell that to the spirit that, <laughs> is you're dealing with and that person that spirit may be back when all that started and they were part of this you know this religion and they believed in jesus and they followed all that that spirit 
is not going to, or entity or demon, <laughs> they are not thinking like these people that are uh, today that don't believe in or have faith in any religion or any type of doctrine like that. So, I mean, I'm the for I'm the, I am probably living proof of what I mean. I did pretty much everything, got all kinds of help, except I did not go to you know, the Bible and Jesus. And, and that was the only thing that truly saved our lives. And I mean, I'm living proof of it. It's well-documented what we went through and, and all the people that knew us and that helped us. So, I mean, I love that at least we ended up good. I mean, it, we didn't die and <laughs> I'm glad it worked out. Absolutely. You know, I say I'm one happy thing. to be I'll like on you. yours on the other side, like you are. You made it over the hurdles, you know. So I, I hope I'm <laughs> so thankful. I know we probably need to, to to end this show, um, but not ending. I would love to have you come back again someday and talk some more. There's so much more we could talk about, but we'll save it for another time. And um, so people can find you on Amazon. I put your name in, I found you everywhere. Amazon, you can buy your books, you have uh, the Kindle version, Facebook, you're on Facebook, and you're... Uh, I have nine forums. I have nine forums I created on Facebook, which I wow. manage with the help of some assistants. Uh, <laughs> I have nine forums, yes. And of course, my, you know, anyone can find me on Facebook. Uh, I'm just under the name Ronald File Enright. And uh, in fact, if you just Google my name, I'm sure you'll find yeah, the, 10 you're, or 15 pages all over the place. So yeah, and lots of stuff, lots of things to watch about you. There's all kinds of articles about you. Um, even like the other day, you mentioned this just in passing, but Mel Gibson actually, he, I mean, Mel Gibson actually reached out to you. That just shows you, shows me, like, and I have high respect for him because I've been watching and reading about behind the scenes of what he's doing and, you know, the truth about him. And and so uh, to me, that just shows how highly esteemed you are because of your integrity and your truth and you're helping people. And so I, I really appreciate you being who you are and so thankful for you. Thank you for all the kind words. I hope I could live up to them. You are, you are. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are just so thankful. I want to thank our great produ production team. Uh, well, Stan Fikes is our producer. We, I always thank him. And we're on the web radio network. So we're so grateful for web radio network having my show on there. Um, we are streaming now on all of the podcasts like Spotify, Amazon, Apple, I think. And then you can also find my music. Uh, uh, the newest song I have is The Ghost in the Dark. That We just finally got that on Spotify and uh, all the different podcasts or all the different um, venues like that. So I'm real excited. Please go and look and check out the new music. Mercedes Lucky Benedict. Uh, check me out on the Facebook, on YouTube, all that. I don't know how you do that, um, Bishop Ronald, because uh, it's hard to have all this. I have the hardest time taking care of all of this business, but I do my best, you know. Um, well, just check. I'll just be sure you guys come and look at all these things and be sure to, to find him and reach out. Go to the website. 
If you need help, go to that website and look at it. If you're interested in being a part of that, and, and that's a, a, a calling for you, this door is actually open for you that you could, you could actually step in and be a help to the world, help to help to other human beings. And, and it's just a blessing to know about all of this. So thank you so much. And is there anything else you needed to say before we sign off? Um, no, I just wish everyone hoping that uh, they stay connected and uh, and just you know behave. <laughs> Be good. Yeah. And I'll send out prayers right <laughs> now in the in the name of Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ, may be poured upon this world all around, and connect us all together like the trees and the roots of the trees and the lights of the stars, we are all connected and we are all one. And so I just pray for our world and pray for enlightenment and joy and love. And uh, I pray that anyone who's listening to this right now or those that will listen to the future will hear these words and find understanding and peace. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you come back again next Monday night here on the Mercedes Lucky Benedict Show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show, streaming live on Spreaker and the Web Radio Network. This is the Mercedes Lucky Benedict Show. You can find me on Facebook and YouTube. Please enjoy my music. Every time I've ever been knocked down Every time that I've ever gotten back up to face another round I let go of my fear and put my pride down I'm building my castle in heaven Climbing over mountains The blessings I've been given mine I'm building my castle in heaven My castle is not made of mortar Every challenge, every mistake, every time that I choose faith, I grow strong. I keep moving on and on and on. And I'm building my castle in heaven, I'm climbing over mountains, the lessons I've been given mine. I'm building my castle in heaven. My Every moment, every day, every word that you say, every step along your way, every time that you make, you make a mistake. Every good deed that you do, each time that you win, each time that you lose, each time that you walk, you walk in another shoe. Where we grow strong When we learn to forgive 
and we right our wrongs. It's here where we build our castle in heaven. I'm looking at the clock and says 11 to 11. I've got a smile on my face, building castles in heaven. My castle is not made of old or rust. My castle is made from the seas that I've sown. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.